0: Global News at 1130. Good morning. I'm Safiya Parani. You might say it fits with everything that's been going on in the past few weeks, but poor weather has forced Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth to cancel today's planned tour of the flood devastation in Merritt. It will be rescheduled after a similar tour of Princeton last week. Farnworth came away saying what he saw was devastating and heartbreaking. If you've seen the pictures, you're probably wondering how on earth the Coquitlam Highway will be repaired by the end of January, which is the plan, according to Transportation Minister Rob Fleming. Kelly Scott of the BC Road Builders and Heavy Construction Association says everyone in the industry is going all out.
1: I know we have some temporary bridges coming in to help uh, uh, take some of the uh, overload of traffic that's going down the number three, down the number five. So. So there are temporary solutions.
0: But he says the highway will be much different than what we're used to.
1: Oh, it's not going to be 130 kilometers an hour, three lanes going each way. Uh, We'll have a temporary solution to getting the traffic through, but it won't be the permanent solution that the ministry is planning to do for us.
0: Scott was speaking on Mornings with Simi here on CKNW. Another big rainstorm headed for the BC coast later this week. Global meteorologist Mark Madriga with the latest.
1: Well, it looks like our next period of stormy weather will arrive during the day Friday and hold into about the middle of the day Saturday. At that time, I'm expecting quite a stream of moisture off the Pacific with potential for some heavy rain in the lower mainland and other parts of the south coast. That heavy rain won't be accompanied by very mild As we've seen in past strong weather systems, looks like a mix of rain and snow on Friday night, Saturday morning up on the North Shore mountains.
0: Damage to washrooms in some Surrey parks may have been inspired by a TikTok challenge. Global's Janet Brown has more. Washrooms in at least four Cloverdale parks have been damaged, smashed toilets, broken doors, and a TikTok challenge may be behind the vandalism. Constable Sarbjeet Sangha says it could be connected to a social media trend where young people video themselves destroying washrooms and then posting to TikTok.
2: If somebody is actively causing damage to the public washrooms. Please give us a call.
0: She says the RCMP are now stepping up patrols in Cloverdale Parks and reviewing CCTV footage. Sanga also encouraging parents to talk with their kids about committing an illegal act, all for the sake of online popularity. Janet Brown, Global News. Ontario pressing pause on plans to lift capacity limits in remaining high-risk settings where proof of vaccination is required. Chief Medical Officer of Health Dr. Kieran Moore says this includes food or drink establishments with dance facilities, strip clubs and bathhouses.
1: We must remain cautious in the face of the virus. This pause will allow us to continue monitoring trends in public health and health care indicators while also learning more about the Omicron variant.
0: Today, the Ontario COVID-19 science advisory table said the province could see up to 3,000 daily infections and nearly 400 patients in intensive care by mid-January even without accounting for the Omicron variant. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh in favour of Canada following Washington's lead and staging a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. The White House is making the move to send a strong message about China's record on human rights. Singh says there is a way to send a message while still letting Canadian athletes pursue their Olympic dreams. Global News Time 11.33. Here's Kim Larson with your latest AM 7.30 traffic. In downtown Vancouver, a collision on Hornby, blocking uh, all traffic, all lanes on Hornby at Smyth Street. Heavy backup through there. And also in Vancouver, a crash on 12th Avenue westbound at Ontario Street. In Surrey, a stalled semi on 16th Avenue westbound before 192nd Street. And a stall out in the valley in Abbotsford on Mount Freeman Road northbound, just north of Fraser Highway. Lionsgate, busy both ways there. The backup varies with the counter lane. Steady traffic on all the other bridges and no delay anymore at the Massey Tunnel. Get a PC MasterCard credit card by December. 31st and earn a 100,000 PC Optimum Points offer. Conditions apply. Visit pcfinancial.ca for details. In the AM730 Traffic Center, I'm Kim Larson. Global News Time, 1134. I'm Safiya Permani.
1: All right, we continue to keep a close eye on crime on the streets of Vancouver for you, especially random attacks and assaults in Vancouver. The numbers on this are absolutely shocking. Vancouver police uh, reporting a surge in unprovoked stranger assaults in the city. Now, we talked about this yesterday on this show. You may have heard my interview with that young guy who was coming home from his uh, a late-night shift at his job. And he was confronted by two guys who tried to steal his phone. He ended up getting pepper sprayed uh, just outside of his apartment, a pepper sprayed in the face. That was yesterday. Now, earlier today, I spoke to Sergeant Steve Addison, spokesperson for the Vancouver Police Department, about that. Also, the big bust that the VPD announced yesterday and a huge shoplifting ring. Sergeant Steve Addison, he was on the show earlier today. Have a listen. This sounds like this kind of stuff happens every day, like when I was taking a look at some of those stranger assault numbers that were issued recently by the VPD of like over 1,500 of these ty- of these assaults in a year. I mean, does this kind of stuff happen every day in the city?
2: Yeah, it's happening every day. It's happening multiple times a day. Our numbers show yeah. that it's happening more than uh, four times a day where, uh, like Brandon's story, which sounds terrifying... Um, Somebody going about their day, minding their own business, like Brendan was, uh, is uh, assaulted uh, by a stranger in some unprovoked way. Uh, whether it's uh, Brendan's story, where he's just walking home, minding his own business, and two people come out of nowhere and uh, try to rob him and pepper spray him, or um, the the woman who's going on for a coffee break uh, from her job in the downtown east side who gets stabbed in the leg with a hypodermic needle. Uh, a girl, an international student on Granville Street, at Nelson who has a cigarette put on her neck? These are the cases that are very concerning uh, for us, uh, not only because of the the violent nature of the incidents, but the fact that they're they're seemingly unprovoked, and it defies all logic um, how these incidents uh, could be occurring by uh, complete strangers. It's unlike anything uh, I've ever seen in my career, and uh, speaking to police officers who have served a lot longer than me, uh, they say also it's unlike anything uh, that uh, that they've seen in their careers as well.
1: Do you think it's a few? Fuel- By, I don't know, drug addiction, if people are desperate for drugs and maybe that's why they mug somebody?
2: Yeah, that's a big part of it, Mike. Um, There's complex issues um, and there there are complex uh, social issues. So, um, it's drug addiction, Uh, it's poverty, uh, it's mental health. Uh, it's uh, just criminal or antisocial behavior and yeah. uh, quite often it's a combination of all of those factors that we believe are fueling uh, a lot of these uh, really senseless uh, crimes that are happening
1: yeah and are these difficult cases to, to crack? I mean I know sometimes if you get some video evidence, I know that can really help an investigation, but do these do these uh, are these type of random assaults often solved?
2: Yes when people phone uh police right away and make a report we we often have success in being able to identify offenders and holding them uh, accountable for their crimes because uh, when somebody phones right away, phones 911 when they're the victim of a crime or they see a crime, that allows our officers to respond right away. Oftentimes, we can get into the area uh, before the suspect leaves. If there's um, uh, evidence, things like uh, surveillance video that may be, uh, be attached to a house or a business, we can often review that. Eyewitness statements that can uh, point us in the right direction of where the suspect went. Uh, we can have exce- we can have success in uh, ad- identifying people and arresting them. But for that to happen, we need people to call us what and make would, reports. What would kind
1: of advice would you give to the public? Like one of the reasons that uh, Brendan wanted to speak out on my show yesterday was that he wanted to give out a warning to people that, you know, this happened at 1 o'clock in the morning and he was coming home after a night shift. Yeah. He worked at a bar. And, you know, he just said people should be aware of your surroundings. You know, just be yeah. be aware of where you are and who's around you.
2: Yeah, So he's a guy, he lives here, he's familiar with the city, he has always been comfortable in the city, and now he's saying he's afraid. And anybody who's been followed by a stranger, made to feel unsafe, knows how unnerving that is. And my fear is that people like Brendan um, and others, they're going to start thinking that They've done something wrong, um, that they are the ones that need to change their behavior. And that's the last thing we want people to do. The people that need to change their behavior, the, uh, the, the thugs and the criminals and the people who like the two men who tried to mug brendan or the people who are going around and randomly punching strangers or sticking uncapped needles in their legs or putting out cigarettes on their neck those are the people that need to change their behavior not uh everyday citizens yeah. who are just trying to go about their their daily lives and minding their own business sure
1: speaking to sergeant steve addison from the vancouver police department let me ask you about the the big announcement that you had yesterday on this this shoplifting ring that police busted in in downtown vancouver i mean the the numbers and the scale of this are are very surprising. Can you tell me about what what this is about? Yeah,
2: shoplifting is a significant problem, particularly in the downtown core. And we know that um, you know tens of thousands of dollars um, uh, every week, if not every day, are being stolen from stores, um, big stores, small stores. A lot of the time, it's being taken right down to the downtown east side um, and resold for pennies on the dollar uh, to organized criminal networks um, those guys are then taking it out of the downtown east side they're selling it again on Facebook marketplace or other online forums for people who think they can um, you know get something uh, get something for cheap so uh, we've been working very closely with uh, retailers particularly in the downtown core to identify and arrest uh, shoplifters uh, in just the, the past month alone we've recovered $75,000 in stolen property um, that that was taken from Uh, retailers right in the downtown core. That resulted in uh, um, 195 adults who were arrested, uh, 330 criminal charges, uh, and a number of um, uh, weapons that were seized off of uh, people who either used those weapons during the commission of the offense or were in possession of weapons when we arrested them.
1: Gee, that's incredible. 330 charges, 195 people charged. I mean, that is... That's huge. And a lot of this was. Can you talk a little bit about this downtown Eastside street market where some of this was happening? Because I've I've seen that street market when I've driven through there. And my thought when I saw that street market, like people selling stuff on the sidewalk was, oh, come on. I mean, this has got to be stolen property. I mean, how is it not? Bye. Yeah,
2: you know, Mike. There's there's always been a, a bit of an informal uh, street market that's uh, that's taken place down the downtown east side. It's a place for local residents, um, um, marginalized people, to uh, barter, buy, sell, trade second hand items, things that they've you know old used DVDs, old clothing, and stuff like that. And, and we've supported that as a way for them to to really make ends meet. However, um, we are increasingly concerned by what we've seen in recent years is um, criminal networks, people who don't live in the neighborhood, who are uh, coming to that block and operating on East Hastings Street, and they are there strictly to buy stolen property from uh, from people who are the, the, the people who are going downtown uh, to steal it from stores. And we know for a fact that uh, people who are stealing from the the stores downtown are taking it down to the downtown east side. They're selling it to these fences, really for pennies on the dollar, um, and and it's being resold in online forums, places like Facebook Marketplace. So um, we. Uh, The VPD and our anti-fencing unit has just concluded a major project that took place over uh, several months where we entrenched police officers uh, in that block in the downtown east side to gather evidence to make observations we've identified a number of people who uh, don't even live in the city who are actively involved in buying and selling stolen property Uh, we've got uh, criminal charges that have been laid in 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 two significant cases and we're investigating approximately two dozen others who uh, we believe are uh, not local residents they're predatory they're uh, involved in organized criminal networks that are buying uh, and selling stolen property.
1: All right, that was uh, Sergeant Steve Addison, spokesperson for the Vancouver Police Department. Appreciate his time today. While all that's going on, by the way, you've got that fight over the VPD budget that's happening down at City Hall. Uh, right now. So there is a, a campaign right now by the Vancouver Police Department to increase their budget over staff recommendations next year. They say that one of the reasons that they want a budget lift is not only because of the crime and the mayhem that we've talked a lot about on the show, but the number of protest rallies and civil disobedience by protesters it happens frequently in the city of vancouver this is putting a lot of pressure on the vpd to uh, respond to some of these protests and that's just one of the reasons why they're looking for that budget increase It is an interesting fight down at city hall right now over the vancouver police department budget and that is a story that we're going to continue to follow for you here in the days ahead phone me on the buzz line in that one and let me know what you think about that the vancouver police department budget uh they're seeking a lift a budget lift over the recommendations of the city staff um let me know what you think about that and if you think there should be a protest or a a budget increase for the vpd okay 604-331-BUZZ is the number 604-331-2899 going to take a final break here then we'll come back and we'll find out what you did have to say today on the buzz line that's next